Hey everybody, it's Sean Q here. I hope everyone's enjoying their summer. Um, we certainly are. I wanted to put out some episodes here so that you don't really forget about us too quickly uh, while we take our little hiatus. Um, next couple episodes are going to be bonus episodes we put out in 2021 for the Patreon team. And uh, we wanted to make them available for everyone else just to, you know, so that you don't miss us too much. Anyways, please enjoy. Heroes of presents the Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. The bonus episodes. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And uh, with me, as always, is my good buddy. Um, I don't actually have a fantastic intro for him today because it's just a bonus episode. I haven't really thought it through as much as I probably should have, but I still love him with all of my heart. It's Jack. What's up, man? Hey, 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 how are you doing, Sean? I am good, dude. Um, we've been talking about doing this bonus episode for a few months now. Um, with yeah. just research, recording, editing with the uh, the regular show, we haven't gotten around to doing it. But I think that it's actually a good thing that we didn't get around to it because we had planned on recording mm. this one, um, and we hadn't even been done the first ago. book. Yeah, we weren't even done the first book yet. Yeah. So I th- well, it's because we, I think we had made these observations about what we're about to talk about right. very early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the it reading, became so. more and more in depth. And I'm really glad that we waited because mm-hmm. there's a specific moment we'll talk about later when um, Sill sure. grows to human size, and it like reinforces yeah. <laughs> yeah. everything we had been talking about. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We we did talk I about mean, it in yeah. the regular pod, but I think we're going to get into it a little bit more specifically here. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I mean, if I, I would have to confront um, Mr. Sanderson on that um, to see if indeed he was inspired by that at all. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's no way. If you haven't guessed what we're actually talking about yet, listeners, um, we're talking about how Jack and I have noticed uh, Peter Pan um, imagery and uh, themes in this uh, novel, The Way of Kings. Um, but before we actually talk about Peter Pan and it's, are you good? My cat, she's doing awful things. That's okay. Don't worry about the cat. The cat makes noise. The cat makes noise. Not a big deal. No, it's Um, not making noise. It's about to to cause major damage. Oh God. It's okay. Um, so yeah, before we cut that out. Before we actually get to talking about Peter Pan and how we've seen a lot of different uh, um, Peter Pan themes and imagery in the book, Mm -hmm. I want to bring up some of the other things that we've noticed about this book and some of the other movies Mm -hmm. and literature that we've kind of been like, hey, this reminds me of this. This reminds me of that. So I have a little bit of a list here. Um, One of the ones that we've talked about, and you brought this up a lot, is The Bridge on the River Kwai. (coughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, the bridge in the river Kwai. Yeah, there were there were some things uh, like some some comparisons there, um, and you know it's. Um, I'm just trying to think now. Uh, well, it's it's funny. <laughs> What's funny actually because I, I'm just. I think it was other reasons uh, to do with Colonel Nicholson and uh, and um, Colonel Saito, the main two uh, characters in 
Bridge the River Kwai that I was that I was referring to mm-hmm. um, in terms of the comparison. But now that I think about it, the entire um, the entire movie Bridge the River Kwai uh, in Bridge the River Kwai is, is to is to build a bridge, right? So it's funny that uh, that that's the connection that I didn't really connect with <laughs> yeah. at all uh, uh, at, at, at the, the beginning most of it. Evident, terms... The most likely one is the bridge. Right, and then right, the, yeah. right. Well, just, I mean, I think what's, what struck me most about Bridge Nerva Kwai and sort of looking into um, The Way of Kings was Kaladin's... And and the others too. Like once once Teft and Moash and others were on board, uh, the way that they were, um, you know, uh, encouraging um, even the sick to you know get them to a certain point so they could continue helping. Right. And I'm not really suggesting that Kaladin was going crazy, um, but th- because that is what they did in the Bridge Over Kwai is they were they were thinking that Colonel Nicholson was was a bit crazy because he wanted to complete the bridge so badly that he was willing to use um injured men. Right. So, but it just it just dawned on me as I was uh, reading the book like as you know, is this is like this pushing it too far or mm-hmm. So so I thought I thought that was interesting, but in terms of the building of the bridge and then uh, ultimately destroying the bridge, which is what happens spoiler alert I suppose for Bridge of the River Kwai. Um, uh, it's funny because, you know, eventually bridge four sets the bridge down. Right. And they leave it behind. And they leave it behind. So in that way, there is a similarity, I suppose. Um, you sort of blindsided me with regards to speaking about it because I hadn't thought of it in a while. That's okay. It was um, just uh, something I wanted to bring up because it had come up um, when when comparing this book to other um, IP, I guess, intellectual properties, mm-hmm. um, Bridge in the River Kwai mm-hmm. was one of them. Another one that we talked a lot about, yeah. actually, was the movie Troy. Um, and I think that has to do with, with spear fighting, spear yeah. fighting, sandals. Um, there was definitely, a, a, you know, <laughs> it was definitely a sandal lots of, movie. lots of sandals in, lots the of sandals in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we did, we, we talked a couple of times about Brad Pitt as Kaladin and the more I think about it, the less, the less I like that idea. I think that if you were going right. to do a Eurocentric um, Kaladin, that maybe Brad, a younger mm-hmm. Brad Pitt would be a good idea. But right. you know, we know from the descriptions in the Way of Kings that there are um, all these uh, cultures have more of a dark skin tone. So I'm thinking maybe like yeah. more of like mm-hmm. a handsome Latino or like a like a really rugged Filipino guy, maybe for uh, um, <laughs> a Kaladin. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like I like the ideas of that. Yeah, but um, yeah, in. Troy was definitely one uh, to think about. Just because, mainly for the spear fighting, I think that's um, you know we don't get very many spear fights in fantasy. Normally, it's sword and board, like you know swords uh, um, um, and your shield, or great axes, or like you know Thor uses a hammer, and very rarely do we get yeah. a hero using a, a spear. And uh, a I, spear, I love that. Yeah. It was really competent. Well, I mean the battle scenes, or uh, yeah. The, the the battle um, fighting scenes with the spear in Troy were very very effective mm-hmm. in terms of the visuals. And yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's a great movie for that aspect of things, and there is a concentrative sort of theme to that weapon in the, in in the Way of Kings mm-hmm. for, for sure. sure. So um, 
so it's a good it's a it's a good comparison. I'm not sure if that was a uh, an inspiration uh, to include Spear as being a focus. There could have been something else uh, in terms of uh, Mr. Sanderson's use of it. I, but I think that none, none, nonetheless, I it, think the Spear maybe in this series comes from the idea that a shard blade, a sword, is for mm-hmm. this higher up class, and that the lowly use a spear. The lowly use the spear, right? Yeah. And then right. we yeah. see that this lowly guy is a storm onto himself with that spear like screw a sword look what you could do with a spear and that's you know, right. amazing. It's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. We were playing yeah. in a yeah. uh, D&D game right now with uh, my, my good buddy Dwayne, and uh, one of those characters is using a halberd in it. And uh, man, I- I've always thought about using a halberd, but never pulled the trigger, and it was devastating that night when we played. With the, with the use of the halberd. Yeah, so I like these unconventional <laughs> uh, tools, unconventional weapons in uh, in fantasy. I think it's really great. Yeah, it's cool. So one of the other ones that we uh, mentioned a couple of times is Princess Bride. Um, I think Princess Bride is, you know, one of the, it's one of the great, st- uh, you know, movies. Is this movies. a kissing book? It, it's, it, is, it is a kissing book, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it, we really only came up with it uh, when Cal is being told the story by Wit. And um, and there's that moment when Wit stops you telling the story. To continue yeah, the story? And, yeah, and and uh, Cal's yeah. like, like, no, you can keep telling it if you want. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cal's like, well, what happened next? Right? Like, Fred Savage. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like that guy. I mean, he's not the wizard, but he was in the wizard. Yes, he was not the wizard, but he he was in it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He was also a little monster. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that one's kind of a thin one that I. But I wanted to bring up Princess Bride just because I love it so much, and you know. Oh, I know. Um, but the other I'm one sure that, that you, there are ways we could connect it, but uh, for sure, for sure, the other one that you brought up a few times too was the Neverending Story, and uh, yeah, um, really, I mean, I'm not so sure if it's a you know, it's probably a, a huge stretch on my part, but uh, just the whole like reading a book within a book. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of component. I just thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um, and even though we aren't reading, um, we aren't reading our own adventure mm-hmm. in the book like Bastion was, you know, uh, when he was in, you know, when we're watching him in, in, the, in the movie. Um, uh, I, unfortunately, I haven't read The Neverending Story, uh, the novel, I haven't read it yet. Um, but uh, I should put that on the list. Yeah. Um, but in but in terms of like the the way it made me feel, um, being a reader reading a book within a book, and the characters are discussing it, and I'm holding the book, right? That's what drew me in. I, I know it sounds kind of kind of cheesy. No, whatever, I, I but it, I totally it, it, agree it with just, you. It it just brings me closer to this world because I feel like in some small way, like I'm a part of it. Right. Because I own, because it's, because this book is on my shelf. Like I right. have it. Yeah. It gives me the you same I mean? kind like of it, it, feels it that I got. that wall a little bit. Yeah. It gives me the same kind of feels I got from a never ending story because you are reading a character, reading this book that you're also reading and it's breaking right. this fourth wall without even yeah. really trying too hard to do it it's just kind of this fluid no. thing and you're yeah. like you know <laughs> well, because because you, you go through the entire film i mean i i, I didn't i didn't read the never story novel so yeah but in the film I, mem- I remember being like the first time i saw it as a kid it just blew my mind right getting to the end and and them talking about um 
how others others uh, have read his story and others will read their stories mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And I remember just thinking about that <laughs> like over and over and over yeah. after, after I saw the film. And I just loved it so much. And then I just, I that became the movie I watched like... Jesus. loved it i even like the sequels hundreds of times i might be the only person but i'm i, st- I even like the sequels so i'm uh i'm a I sucker for i think for, for i all saw those. them but i don't think i remember the details i think i was let down so i don't think i remember them um the other um the other uh never ending story thing that i want to bring up is i, mm. I get, um the nothing is this like um, kind of like Nebulous. blackness, yeah. Uh, but it also sort mm-hmm. of when it attacks at the end, it sort of looks like this gigantic storm coming in, and it does. and there is yeah. this very prevalent storm thing going on in Way of Kings, even so much that this thing, this looming threat that they keep talking about, comes up many times in this book called the Everstorm. Right. And it's this like really dangerous thing about to happen. Right. And the nothing is very much like that as well. So, you know, you, yeah. and, and we, yeah. the whole book, movie in Never Ending Story, we don't know what the nothing is. It's literally we have no clue until the end. No. And I feel like that's the same thing here in Way of Kings where this yeah. this Everstorm, in quotes, we have no idea what it is and we still don't, but it's still this looming threat that's coming. So I like it. It's it's cool. So like so like with with Gamork, the 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 giant wolf that is serving the nothing. Mm-hmm. In the film, who is serving the Everstorm? Hmm. That's a very good question. We don't I don't think we have any answers about that yet. Yeah, yeah. To be continued. <laughs> so <laughs> that cool. that brings us to um, oh I I also brought, put in here Princess Mononoke and other Studio Ghibli oh, yeah, um, animations. Yeah, the the Spren remind me of the four spirits from uh, Princess Mononoke. Um, yeah, even in uh, yeah. the movie Spirited Away has sort of these like kind of weird spirits and um, yeah, it makes manifestations. Yeah, and I th- I feel like in my soul that a Studio Ghibli style animation would fit perfectly for the series just because of like how the whimsical nature of the plant life and like you know what the chasms would look like uh, underground would just I don't know the Studio Ghibli would do a fantastic job of it so but um, yeah I completely agree and on that note with the with the um, with these forest spirits and the spren like um, I I feel like the studio that is doing the dragon prince that did uh Last Airbender, right? I think would be a good fit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they in terms of communicate. I mean, that's if you want to do Stormlight Archives as a as an animated. I mean, I'm I'm really torn between animation and live action and having it. Yeah, and live action. Like I, I'm really torn. We can't. Um, we shouldn't dwell on this topic too long because that's going to be an upcoming bonus episode. We'll talk oh, about um, we'll talk oh, about yeah, animation right. versus live action and oh, yes. TV show We're versus movie her, uh, and maybe casting yeah, yeah. ideas and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, mm-hmm. we'll do that in the future. Maybe that'll be something that we can throw out to the Patreon team too, and uh, they could uh, come up with their own uh, uh, casting ideas, and we can like read them yeah. out loud and and see what we think about them. Anyways, now we are here to talk to the th- about the thing that we originally wanted to do this bonus episode for is Peter Pan, and at first hearing that, oh, the Way of Kings is like Peter Pan. You might you might be laughing to yourself right now, but Jack brought it up <laughs> earlier on in the pod. And the more I read it with that eye, I started seeing it more and more and more. Right. 
Um, so let's let's just kind of quickly go over here a a, a quick recap of what uh, Peter Pan's about. There's a boy who brings a group of British children to a place called Neverland. They face an evil pirate named Captain Hook, and and his friends uh, and Peter, Peter's friends, the Lost Boys. And there's a t- a fairy named Tinkerbell, and they eventually find their way back to England from Neverland, um, having had an adventure. Um, and then there's like obviously some sequels and some other things that happened and like the movie Hook sees Peter having grown up in the world and then going back up. and there's all this this other mythology behind it. So on That's the surface of things, yeah, and, and I know that Peter Pan's one of your favorite favorite stories. Um, favorite story. You ever. told me actually a little anecdote about one of the reasons why it's your favorite. Well, can you uh, tell the listeners? Yeah, here? no. Well, I mean, it's um, it's you know, it's just it's an it's one of my only memories with my father as a young boy that I remember distinctly going to this, you know, old fashioned theater, like with the, you know, old school lights outside, the red velvet chairs, the giant red velvet curtain. The port? And no, this was the Capitol. Oh, okay. The Capitol Theater. And, um, and, you know, it was just an amazing way to see the movie. And I, it is a lasting memory of me and one of my only um childhood memories where i remember being like it's just so unbelievably um happy um so i associate it with um just a very uh, pure uh, sense of joy um when i saw the film i know the film is under a lot of uh, heat uh today um because of depictions of native americans in the um in the in the Walt Disney picture of course which breaks my heart because um i i've never like i don't uh i of course i'm i'm sensitive to how others feel with regards to all of this of course but um it's just disappointing that uh, the film is um it either it might be have to be edited or it might it might have to go away i, I don't know what their plans are for it at this point but uh uh, that makes me very nervous just because I'm, I'm just a huge fan of it, mostly because it associated with, with my father and, um, and having one very good memory, uh, with him, um, uh, doing that. So, so it'll always have a very special place uh, in uh, my heart. And of course, when I've been to Walt Disney world many times, Peter Pan flight, the, the ride is just, that's my, that's your favorite. That's my magic. Yeah. That's cool. It's my magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, I, and I, I mean, I don't have that special of a connection with Peter Pan, but I, I do remember liking it when I was a kid and I, I love the yeah. Robin Williams hook. It's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams oh, yeah. is one of my so favorites. He's, uh, yeah. it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. but let's, um, let's talk more about Rufio. the actual Rufio. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about the actual, um, about the actual similarities here. Um, who, who well, would our Peter be yeah, in, uh, in, in the way of Kings? <laughs> well, that's a really, so the way that I guess I would see it is that, um, I mean, of course, like the first similarity was with Syl and, um, and Tinkerbell. Right. <clears throat> so that's when I really, and, uh, and as you mentioned earlier, um, when, um, Syl becomes larger then that brought in the hook, um, film sort of connection when, uh, Julia Roberts becomes, uh, you know, uh, as, as Robin Williams uh, had said in the movie, you look humongous. Right. Um, <laughs> when she blew up big, which was an awesome moment. Yeah. And, um, and you know, that happening in The Way of Kings, it just sort of brought that together. But 
I think Kaladin is Peter inverted. So, like, Peter is a sense of, like, you know, joy and, uh, and innocence and preserved childhood and shirking off uh, responsibilities right. all the time. Right. He doesn't want anybody to touch him. Yeah. And when Wendy, when Wendy sews up his shadow, he, he congratulates himself. Right. Like, he, he's just, he's completely, like, it's like you took, it's like you took Peter Pan and just in, inverted right. him. And then, then you get Kaladin, who is very, he's brooding all the time. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's burned not, with all the things that Peter would just, yeah. like, let go. You know what I mean? Like, he holds let, on to all sure. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's literally right. so not like a, a childlike character. He's, no. you know, super young, but still serious. And, like, he's got yeah. the weight of the world yeah. on his shoulders. Yeah. Well, he's he's been carrying a bridge long before he got to uh, Bridge Four. Yeah. So. Well, let's talk um, about Bridge Four because I think that the yeah, fact that Cal, bridge four, the Lost Boys, yeah, the Bridge Four is the Lost Boys, are they not? Like a collection of of, uh, uh, of forgotten people who are yeah. you know led by this leader by this by this Peter by this Kaladin to try to you know <laughs> make something of themselves. And I mean, it's clear as day to me now when I say that. It, yeah. It, it, well, I mean, you know, we we are we are stretching, obviously, but but. To, to see Peter Pan as a source of inspiration somewhere in uh, Brandon Mr. Sanderson's uh, mind. I mean, I don't think that's a huge stretch. I mean, I would be shocked if he, you know, wasn't a fan of the Peter and Wendy story. Right. Um, but, uh, but you're right. I mean, like the Lost Boys, uh, they do, <laughs> they, 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 they do, um, I guess ally and align with this leader, and uh, they do fight against the odds. In yeah, Peter Pan, of course, is Captain Hook, mm-hmm. um, and as you mentioned, with the Captain Hook and Sadius connection, it's a little loose there because, as you mentioned, they both have this red garb and also like a a, a, a sense of flair about their right um, about what they're wearing. Because Sadius was well dressed and yeah. he's participating in the high prince sort right. of fashions of Rashar, of uh, I mean, of could you not see Sadius wearing like a pirate's shirt? Yeah, like a puffy shirt. Absolutely. Yeah, he was very totally fanciful would. and yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. But the red—you've um, said this before—the red carpet, mm, um, all this yeah. stuff, the red armor, and the red mm. coat from Hook. It's it's clear. Right. It's it's right yeah. there. The other thing too is they're both kind of smarmy and like. Um, yeah. Like they're, they, they've got no time for this. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to run everything. Right. I don't have time for Peter. I don't have time for the lost boys. Can't we just kill them already? Like you know, Sadius is like, yeah. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't have time for Dalinar. Yeah. Let's just get rid of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 it becomes a bit of a stretch when, when you try to connect, um, you know, hook uh, hooks incessant need to, you know, to kill Peter for, cu- you know, for cutting off his hand in terms of, of, of a revenge story, right. but also, but also seemingly to snuff out childhood. Right. That's what the story is about, right? Mm-hmm. Is to, you know, is, you know, snuffing out innocence, snuffing out childhood, being, being jealous of it because you seem to be unable to recapture it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, because and, and it's, it's so funny with Captain Hook because, because the irony is that he's in Neverland. Right. And yet you still can't find your, your childhood. Right. It's there. So it's a very tragic, yeah. it's a very tragic thing for, for Hook. But, um, 
but you're right. I mean, it, and and I like what you said about about the crocodile. <laughs> the terms of the crocodile, the yeah. the closest. Uh, this is a really hard one. Is, is it? Is a chasm fiend? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it has to be right. It would. Be, it, it would. It would be. It'd be nice to see a chasm fiend. I'm hoping there's there's a chasm fiend in Words of Radiance that just follows Sadius around, <laughs> who's, had, who's had a nibble, had a taste. Yeah, a chasm fiend that's uh, that's eaten yeah. a, a clock oh. fabrial. Yeah. Oh, I've had a taste of Sadius or Jer- Jerkosaurus, as we call him. Um, and, now, and, and I'd like me some more. High prick Sadius. Um, <laughs> yeah, high prick Sadius. So to, uh, to double down a little uh, bit here on the Tinkerbell stuff, um, the, like you said, this yeah. is where the similarities came up. They're both like a friend and a yeah. sidekick to our hero. They are both mm-hmm. um, uh, characters that bring levity to the story. Um, they definitely have magical magical elements and whimsy. Um, their movement, flying around, um, and like you said, the, the the main point that drives us home is when Syl becomes human size at the end of Way of Kings, and it's totally yeah. like the moment in Hook when Julie Roberts yeah. becomes big. So that yeah. for me is the is the exclamation point on the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just really cool. Yeah, it's it, it is cool. It it and it's neat that. You know, it's just a little seed or a little source of inspiration that's in this thing. I mean, there are many. I'm sure there are many, uh, many books that we could have compared um, to the to the Way of Kings. I mean, you're certainly uh, more well read in terms of the fantasy novel um, sort of uh, world. So, um, me, I've I've read. You know, in in, t- in terms of Dune, um, you know, when when in terms of the world building, I found a little bit of the world building in this was similar to Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to the houses and, and, and the high princes and it made that more real. And, uh, and that's really, that's really interesting. But, uh, but the, 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 the hook thing, the Peter Pan, the Peter and Wendy, I mean, Wendy's not really so present. I, mean, I feel Wendy, like, I feel like we're Wendy. Like we are, <laughs> yeah, maybe, we are yeah. the British children we, being brought to Neverland. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. So I think that we're the right. we're the stand-ins for the Wendy the, Michael. Yeah. yeah, Wendy Michael, and what's the, what's the other little fellow? John. John. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, we're we're Wendy. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm okay. With that. I think so. I I, 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 like you said earlier, there is a part of Peter Pan that is a little sketchy with the uh, the the Native uh, um, Americans or the Aboriginals. Well, certainly in the in the Disney depiction, right? Um, um, it's considered to be. But I was thinking about that, and I I realized that um, the Alethi refer to the Parshendi as barbaric and barbarians and savages and so there there is a place for this comparison a little bit here because um you know they're they they seem to be a barbaric tribe but we don't really that that's the opinion of the alethi we don't really know much about the parshendi culture right so and that's just it right like like the term barbaric is really loaded Mm -hmm. right for sure it is it's um it's (laughs) it you you, you're, you're the use of it um, you're comparing it to what culture you're used to, right? <clears throat> so, like, it's um, it's it's largely an unfair um, uh, use in terms of its application, right. and 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 I don't think that's like th- that, that's why I really push back on the on the um, with regards to in, the enjoyment of the of the Peter Pan film is is that for me as a, as a boy and even now as a man. Um, I, I'm I, I I don't connect with the um the uh um I suppose the the culturally insensitive sort of component to it 
I connect with it as a uh, celebration of their culture um, rather than see it as a um, as, as, as a negative. Um, but I suppose um, not, uh, you know, not being Native American, I don't have that uh, of course. perspective to bring to bring to the conversation. Right. The, so. the only the only reason why I bring it up is, is if we had to find a character or a group for the Parshendi in Peter Pan, the likely um, yes. the, the, the likely yeah. uh, stand-ins are the um, the the, would, the native tribes and the, uh, the Indians. Yeah, the native. Yeah. I know they, they uh, Indians is a loaded word as well, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. The uh, the the only last thing I have here is that um, we have individual personalities for our bridge four, but not but less so for the Lost Boys. Um, I think that the individual personalities for these Lost Boys become a little bit more individual when we look at the movie Hook as opposed to the original story of Peter Pan. <laughs> and so, if we're looking at the movie Hook, then who, who's our Rufio? Who's our Rufio? And I think it has to be Moash. Who's got the you with skunk hair with too much moose. I think it has to be Moash, right? <laughs> Moash. Well, because he's the next oh. best fighter in uh, in Bridge Four, right? If something were to happen to Cal, yeah, they might look to Moash as the next leader of Bridge Four. Yeah, that's 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 true. I I tried to find a, a character for Tef just because I love Tef so much, but uh, couldn't think of anything. No, uh, well, Tef might be Toodles. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because he's the old man. <laughs> the old man. Who, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Teft is toodles. Oh, but, yes. I mean, originally, originally when, when I was thinking of uh, of Rufio, I was thinking it's Dalinar because Rufio sacrifices himself and says, you are the pan. Right. And, and in terms of sacrifice, you could look at it that, that Dalinar at the end is saying, Kaladin, I'm glad I found you. I'm, I'm. I'm getting too old for this sort of thing. Right. I, I'm, I'm needed elsewhere. It's it's time for for well, like now that I've found you, um, you're going to become an instrument for this. Well, an instrument. You're 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 going to play the 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 the, uh, the pan flute. Right. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. See. Well, actually, the pan flute. I suppose that there there's wit. There's the flute. There's there he is right there. He's playing. He's playing the the enthier. The um, <laughs> the anthier, yeah. I yeah. I um I guess maybe Wit is the author of the book or author of the story of Peter Pan, the one who's telling yeah. us the story, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think I, yeah. I, I mean, Rufio. I mean, I initially thought it was uh, Dalinar because he's passing the torch and his death. The death of Rufio was like Dalinar sort of giving up. Um, being the, the Blackthorn and mm -hmm. um, yeah, giving up the sword. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I um, so, I, I like it. I can see it. Um, th this this whole but Moash, thing. You're right. I mean, Moash is the uh, yeah. Is the guy. But this whole thing is a stretch, right? This is just for funsies. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it fun it allows us to flesh out a little bit some of our thoughts we had while we were recording. I'm sure we could have done um a whole other group of stories that we um, and I'm sure uh, one of the Patreon members will will be like, what about this movie that you mentioned? What about this book that you mentioned? But I mean, it's. <laughs> Just, there's just so much we can remember in the moment. Well, I gotta, I, I, I gotta say, I mean, Peter Pan is making his way back <clears throat> onto the big screen. Disney is doing a live action, and the live action is directed by, um, I forget his name now. I think it's Lowry, the the gentleman that did uh, Pete's Dragon. Oh, I like that movie, Disney, which I particularly enjoyed that uh, that movie, um, and. The Green Knight. Oh yes, is out this 
this year and it's also directed by Lowry. So I'm very excited for the Green Knight and I'm very excited for Peter and Wendy. So I think uh I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be pretty good. What did you think of the uh the most recent Peter Pan movie they came out with? Called Pan. Um I don't I think I saw it. It was fine. Um but again not not my de- so 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 far in terms of depictions um i i guess i've li- i've enjoyed aspects of each of them but uh i don't think they've nailed it yet so i think that my favorite was still well it will always be the disney film yeah um but uh hook i mean obviously hook is just it's too uh it's 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 too much fun Hook is just a really fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. They um it's P- it's David Lowry who is the director of the David, upcoming Peter it. Pan. Yep. David Lowry. It should be coming out sometime yep. in 2021 and is a musical fantasy film. Sc- the screenplay is uh, written by Stephen Chopsky. Sorry, say that again. P- sorry, P- P- sorry Peter and Wendy's coming out this year. Um this movie that I'm looking at right here on Google is the uh, David Lowry movie called Peter Pan. And yeah. it is a musical fantasy film. So there's going to be lots of music in it. And it's coming out later on this year. Coming I out 2021. It's already for release. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's already releasing Green Giant. Or not Green Giant. <laughs> uh, Green Knight. But uh, some, of these, some of these movies have been uh, on, the, uh, on hold for a while, right? Mm, okay. And it looks that's, like Tom Holland is the one playing Peter Pan. Is that right? No, that's incorrect. Oh, then I'm probably reading something that's completely false. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> hmm. Oh, weird. No, it's a it's a it's a Disney live uh, live action. Uh, a weird, a weird adventure. beard. Yeah, but I'm very excited for that. David Lowry is no joke. Yeah, that's I cool. I think he's going to knock it out of the park. I think so too. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to our mini zode, our bonus episode. Um, hopefully, we will have more of these coming uh, a little more soon than what we've been doing. Um, I mean, Jack and I just want to pump out the content uh, content for you. <laughs> we want to pump pump out the continent. Hey, look! It's North America. The- look! It's North America. <laughs> We want to kick out the jams. We do. We do want to kick out the jams. All right. Well, uh, the, get it. The jams. Oh, uh, jam. jam. Yo. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we will uh, talk to you next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>